Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease this is your moment your time to shine your comeback you're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect so you're not just going back to school you're coming back with purdue global backed by purdue university one of the nation's most respected public universities purdue global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We have very exciting news for you. Listen close. Today, we're launching a deep-dive, four-parter discussion about sex, scandal, and Hollywood. I'm Alicia Rye. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring scandalous love stories to your eardrums every day this week. All right, Alicia, we Mm. are doing some past, present, and future gossip scandals. Future? I don't think we have a psychic on, but (laughs) maybe, maybe, maybe future in in terms of the kids that have been born of these scandals. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) one thing that I have learned as we have been researching and learning about these different stories is that everything repeats. Everything Everything does repeat. Yeah. In the words of theologian and philosopher Bruce Springsteen, everything dies, but maybe everything comes back. Yes. And I'm so excited that we're doing this during your birthday week. Because <laughs> as, as anybody who listens knows, you are a big fan of celebrity gossip. You're like, you, I love, you love gossip it. narratives. I love it and so you much. Don't, 
like you you follow Dumois, which is like a very popular sort of. I do not blind actually item. follow Dumois, um, but you follow I hate the Reddit. I follow the subreddit right. for Dumois, which <laughs> they hate Dumois. This is like amazing really? to me. Yes, oh. there's a whole series of hmm. here. Here is another gossip narrative that I find <laughs> amazing. There are subreddits devoted to topics that actually hate the creator of that topic. Like the Harry Potter really? subreddit, they do not like the creator of Harry Potter. Oh. Can't believe it. that's true. Dumois hates Dumois, the Instagram feed, and the host of the Instagram feed hates the subreddit. It's kind of amazing. That is kind of amazing. And she, like, isn't it though? They were outed, right? Dumois is like who, who the person is. Recently, yes, there was a journalist who did a deep dive and was pretty sure they, uh, they, they proved who was behind the account. And I remember everyone was like, well, that's like, wah, wah. Like it was nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody, anybody thought it Oh, would wow. Be a really sad. white, rich, privileged person with access to celebrity and fashion. Okay. <laughs> Who could have seen it coming? Yeah. Okay. So today we're going to start with old Hollywood, which do you, so I have a very weird blind spot for anything pop culture related in America before the 1980s, except for like Star Wars, like the things that went to other countries like that were exported, I know really well. And then everything else, I'm like, I don't know who these old Hollywood stars are, but you are a big fan, right? Like, you know, these people. I'm not a big fan, but I know enough about them. I do love those like Instagram accounts or Tumblrs back in the day where it was just like hot old people, like hot, like black and white photos of random people. And, And of course, who does that better than Hollywood? It's true. Yeah, there's some beautiful people back in the day. Yeah. And today is our first day of four of answering this question. How has our fascination with Hollywood scandals changed over time? And to help us out, since we're starting in the past, we're inviting Professor Jay Melarche onto the show. Professor Malarche teaches at West Virginia University, where he specializes in film and theater history, and is here to tell us about two of our favorites, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, who may have actually been involved in a scandal within a scandal. Ooh. That is my favorite comedy. <laughs> Dr. Malarche, thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited to talk with you about some vintage Hollywood drama. Could I first ask, what do you do and how awesome is it to do what you do? I teach theater and film at West Virginia University in Morgantown. Big fan. Oh, thank you. Mountaineers. Let's go. Um, I have have been interested in film and sort of pop culture before I knew it was an area of research my whole life. Uh, When I was getting my PhD in theater, I was stuck for a dissertation topic, and in desperation, I wrote a letter to Larry Gelbart, who created MASH for television, wrote Tootsie, wrote A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, wrote for Sid Caesar, Bob Hope, Red Buttons, etc. And to my astonishment, he sent me back a letter saying, when do we start? And that was the beginning of my career, uh, studying one of the great comic geniuses, One of the colleagues of Neil Simon, Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, Woody Allen, you know, he's worked with almost any name in comedy. So that was like my comedy grad school was dealing with Larry. And of course, he was a film writer, television writer, stage writer. So it really was in my wheelhouse to research him. And that helped get me a job, obviously, um, in the book. And, uh, you know, I've been at West Virginia University more than 20 years now. So I think I'll stay. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, 
you know, moving, moving the number of books I have would be uh, fatal. So uh, that's, that's really my background. That's so cool. I want to start by asking you about Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. Can you give listeners a context? Who was Catherine Hepburn and who was Spencer Tracy? Okay, sure. For your young, your younger listeners, right? Catherine Hepburn was, you know, she started a, as an actress in uh, New York around the early 30s. And mm-hmm. when the group theater was forming, she was invited to one of Harold Clerman's kind of nightly lectures on the theater. Yes. And he said, Miss Hepburn, would you like to join the group theater? And she said, no, I don't think so. I'm going to be a big star. Go ahead, ma'am. Absolutely. And she walked away. Right. We stand a confident queen. She did. She did become a big star. And she was friends with a man named Philip Barry, who was a playwright. He wrote a wonderful play called Holiday, which is not as well known as his big hit, The Philadelphia Story. Mm-hmm. which he actually gave Catherine Hepburn the rights to. Oh, When she went out to Hollywood, she basically held out and said, no, I'm going to be the star of this movie, even though you might think I'm an unbankable you know, box office poison, which was her reputation at the time. She was hard to work with because she was you know, headstrong and she knew what she wanted to do. And she was very good at what she did, but she wasn't as, uh, as malleable as the Hollywood machine wanted her to be. You know, she wore slacks. Yes. Right? And she insisted on wearing slacks in the Philadelphia story. Which is groundbreaking at the time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So the Philadelphia story was uh, sort of the, the... the achievement of Catherine Hepburn in her early career. She went on to do The Women and, and great, great films in The African Queen, right? We can talk about her time with Humphrey Bogart. She's most famous today probably for those Spencer Tracy movies, Adam's Rib, Desk Set, uh, Pat and Mike, and then, of course, the, the sort of the piece de resistance was uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Right. Now, Spencer Tracy grew up as a sort of a Midwesterner Catholic and, you know, there's an irony there because he was in Boys Town, right? He played a priest talking about the great orphanage, Boys Town. And when somebody asked him, well, why don't you divorce your wife and, you know, hook up with Catherine Hepburn? He said, well, I'm a Catholic. I, I don't want to, I can't divorce. But he can have an affair, right? It's okay yeah. for him to have the affair, but not, not to divorce. So I, I, I think that's kind of a, a selective Catholicism, you know, I call it that. Anyway, he went on to do, I mean, he's, he's just one of the great actors in Hollywood uh, sort of history. His, his most famous acting advice is acting is easy. Just don't let them catch you doing it. <laughs> That's good advice, actually. It's absolutely the best acting advice I've ever heard. You know, learn your lines. Don't bump into the furniture. Those are all sort of like the basic tenets of the, of the Spencer Tracy uh, style, if you want to call it yeah. that. But he's, he's a kind of an everyman paternal figure in, in, you know, not just a priest, but, you know, he's the lawyer in, in Adam's rib and he's got a lot of uh, gravitas. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the crowning achievement was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which in the 60s was a watershed moment for race relations and it made, a, it made a strong, you know, the Sidney Poitier, who is, you know, is venerated today. And, you know, middle America could not blink Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. They had to take in that story whether they believed in the message or not. So that was a real, you know, sort of victory for 
uh, race relations in a time in the 60s when, you know, cities were burned. Catherine Hepburn, you know, she had to kind of call time on, on some uh, filming days because Spencer was just too tired to, to keep working. And, and he shot a lot of his scenes and, and uh, takes sitting down, that sort of thing. So it was really the last labor of love. Mm-hmm. And then Catherine Hepburn, just to finish her career uh, on a strong note, she, in 1968, did The Lion in Winter and listened to her supporting cast and her movie character mates, Peter O'Toole, Anthony Hopkins, Timothy Dalton. Yep. I mean, this is like a full, you know, amazing cast. If you haven't seen The Lion in Winter. It's a good movie. Oh, it's a brilliant movie. It's, it's like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf meets British history. It's, you know, it's got those knockdown, drag out marital struggles between Peter O'Toole and Catherine Hepburn. Well, she won the Academy Award that year for her performance as the queen. And she tied with whom? Here's your trivia for the day. Who, who did she tie with in 1968 for the Best Actress Oscar? Was it Julie Andrews that year? No, no she was earlier. It she was, was earlier. actually, uh, it was Barbara Streisand for funny. Oh, geez. You don't tie with Barbara. She doesn't like that. Oh, no. Well, I, I think at that stage of her career, she, she gladly accepted being in the same conversation as Catherine Hepburn. That's true. But, you know, she's gone on to, you know, she's, she's done okay. She's been all right. Yeah. She has, her career hasn't been bad. <laughs> the mythic relationship between Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn that she talks about in her memoir is one of those great Hollywood love stories, right? He was married but they were devoted to each other, Catherine and Spencer. So at that time, mm-hmm. with, with Catherine and Spencer, did did the public know about their affair early on, or did it sort of come out on purpose? What did the public think of their relationship? I think that I think that they were forgiving mm-hmm. because it was clear that they had chemistry. This is a really wild old Hollywood story because they seem to have done a lot that not a lot of people knew about. Well, you know, if I if I could uh, blow your mind a little bit. Please do. It is my favorite thing. It's a scandal within a scandal. Oh, even better. Tell me everything. We're going to take a beat. Go have a sip of water, coffee, wine, or whatever you need, and we'll be right back. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I believe that they were absolutely in love. Now, did they have a sexual relationship? This is one of those questions that leads us to that mm, that sort of under the covers or under under the cover of darkness kind of thing. I think, uh, according to some scholars today, over the last ten years, it's been purported that Catherine Hepburn was a lesbian. I've heard that rumor. And Spencer Tracy was bisexual. And so that led to a kind of a, she was his beard, and he was her merkin, if you know what a merkin is. Yes. I've heard of okay. America referred to as Canada's merkin. <laughs> oh, there, oh, well, you know, yeah, that'll put hair on your, yeah. The, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you remember, if you remember Dr. Strangelove, yes. the president of the United States was merkin muffly. Yep. Yep, that That's was quite, subtle. That That's was a, a, subtle. That's the only word for it. Subtle. Right on the nose there. So anyway, get getting back to Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. You know, she liked to wear pants. She was, you know, athletic. She had all those kind of cliches of the independent woman. But according to the author of a book called Full Service, which was made into a series on Netflix where they showed the old Hollywood, the kind of the procurer ran a gas station and guys – Hollywood uh, celebrities would pull up in their cars and a young man or woman was would jump in the car and they would drive off for an assignation. And so full service being one of the terms around gas stations, filling stations, he, this the author uh, Phillips, I believe is his name, Mark Phillips, he talked about Spencer Tracy having to, you know, down a couple of drinks or maybe even a full bottle 
before he would engage in that sort of thing. And so, you know, that's a scandal in itself that they were so well protected that we thought we were getting the dirt when we found out that they were having a relationship, but that that's nowhere near the depth of the kind of the story, uh, if you will. And so the myth of their having this lifelong love affair is actually a cover, even though it seems to be a scandal in itself. Wow. That's really sad, too, that I know that at the time there were morality clauses in their contracts about what they couldn't could get caught doing right. and that their images. And the public, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that their images were very tightly controlled by the marketing machine of the studios to which they were yes. contracted. and. If you were this role, Absolutely. you were staying in that role. It's, and I mean, I think we kind of see that same process with Disney and the young people who work for Disney. This is your role. Disney will market you in this role and you will stay in this role because that's the contract. So they're, they're inside a morality clause and they might be essentially protecting each other from behind the barriers of that. Yes. Wow, that's really something. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn story. They were stars. They got along famously. And I have no doubt that they loved each other deeply. But whether it was consummated in a kind of a sexual, I don't know what you would call it, heterosexual, cisgender relationship, yeah. that's the question. And I yeah. don't know if there, if anybody can answer that completely, but there's a lot of evidence that they were both sort of situated in different, in different ways. Look, looking in different directions. It's fascinating to think about, especially right now in the context of Pride Month. Like if they were alive right now, what their lives would be like and how they would be so very different because they, they wouldn't have to operate inside a morality clause for one thing. Absolutely. And they would be able to have greater freedom to be who they are, not right. total freedom because there's already still so much homophobia in Hollywood conscripting actors and actresses to very specific exactly. roles. So, so yes. And, yeah. Let's not let's not kid ourselves that it's not no. happening still. No, it's absolutely happening. Absolutely. The aspect of being a celebrity hasn't changed a lot except for the ways in which celebrity happens. So back then it was through very specific controlled media. Now it's just all social media. But celebrity, very isolating. Yes. If you are a famous person, I always say you just can't go up, you know, up and go to Target. You don't have the freedom to just leave your house and be like, I need to go to Target. If you're very famous, you cannot do that. If you do, TMZ will find you. Yes, exactly. And and it'll always be when you have like the most bizarre expression and you're right. taking out your world's biggest pimple, that'll be on the side facing the camera. That At least that, that's what would happen. Or you've me. dressed down so that people don't recognize you and all of a sudden yeah. your no makeup pictures in every yeah. tabloid or on every screen – uh, around the yes. world, that's that's the issue with with celebrity. It, it's kind of a, a a monster that has to be fed. Yes, exactly. And the nature of how celebrity isolates people really hasn't changed a lot in this time period. And I imagine that for for Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, knowing each other's like real selves. If they were queer, if they were um, very close friends, like. I think the the Latin term is amor cara, friend of the soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could call it platonic love, but I think it's yeah. deep, I think it's deeper than that. I think they were romantic. I agree. I think I think he would have yeah. given her flowers, for instance. Yeah. You know, it's just that and he, a martini and a mart. Well, he wanted her to feel special. I mean, you could tell that. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really beautiful thing. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and that they felt safe with each other. And so they have this incredible monster of celebrity where outside they have this image and all of this opinion and public information about them. But between the, each other, they have this place of safety. That's really beautiful. And, and you know, Catherine Hepburn in her memoir, she seems to be happy to divulge the affair in that kind of mythic way. But she doesn't go all the way to the, the sort of the lesbian possibilities. So she's basically feeding the received story of Spencer and yeah. Hepburn. Yeah. So that's that's where they are. And that received story carries so much weight even now, mm-hmm. too. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, if, if they haven't made a, a movie of the week or, or a Hallmark movie about this uh, affair, I'm sure you know it's in the works somewhere or someone's written a spec script for it. People could see that they were devoted to each other. And that's a really good way to think about it. That, you know, she would care for him and he would care for her. Because on the set, nobody's really about comfort. They're about getting the work no. done. So, you yes. know, if like like I said with, with Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, you know, if she says, you know, Spence is a little tired, you know, can we shoot some other scene right now, give him a, a break, or maybe bring him back tomorrow. That's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that that I think would be the most public demonstration of their love uh, if, if you had eyes to see it. Yeah. And I always admire the fact that she didn't speak about her relationship with him until after his wife had died. Yes. Right. She was very protective of him, but also of his wife. I find that incredibly honorable. Because he loved his wife. You yeah. know, and this is this is again one of those issues that you have to take into account. I don't think Catherine Hepburn really had long-term relationships with anyone. I think she uh, sort of dated around, but mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Howard Hughes later, and I think she was linked to Howard Hughes, but I think that was more of a kind of a power, wishful thinking kind of relationship that, that, yeah. that she had with him. Um, there is a there is a story she. She was uh, Stephen Sondheim's neighbor in New York at the end of her life. The brownstone next to Stephen Sondheim. So he was like, you know, I could just go outside and watch her pulling the garbage out for for the the pickup the next day. It's like, that's got to be weird, you know? So, but he he thought it was thrilling. And and I'm sure she appreciated him when, when she found out that he was a genius. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? Yes. And Catherine Hepburn tended to... Uh, celebrate people of good creative genius. She wanted to work with the best. And she was a very strong, very steel-willed person, which is hard to be at at any age, at any era. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to pause right there. We're going to pause the movie and the scandal, and we will be back tomorrow with yet another old Hollywood scandal with our fabulous guest, Dr. Moshe. Well, that was a fascinating story, especially for someone who doesn't know much about Kat. I like I know Catherine Hepburn as Kate Blanchett playing Catherine Hepburn because I, I saw yep. The Aviator and I really enjoyed it. But so I don't actually know any of these people or like their movies for the most part, which just makes me feel like I need to go see them now because they sound really interesting. They're gorgeous movies. Yeah, they bet they are. And like I said, everything repeats, right? Everything does repeat. Concealing behind a public narrative, PR, manufactured um, persona. It's it's all a repeating cycle. I find it absolutely fascinating. 
I'm so excited for tomorrow. I can't wait for, for this next story. I'm so excited. And every day this week, we are going to be exploring Celebrity because it's going to be so interesting. Please come back yeah. and hang out with us. Seriously, this week is going to be amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait. And if you have any fun celebrity stories, if you want to treat us as demois, because we are very into that, uh, please send an email to lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. I, like, I really mean it. Please send us email. We really love it. <laughs> or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, which we would also really love. And the best way to support us, if you enjoyed this episode or anything we do, please, please, please leave us a review. It is so important to making sure that we can continue to bring you stories like this. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. We wish you a very old-timey happy ever after. with you.